Chapter forty six of Half a Century by Jane Grace Wishelm. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Platforms. My first public speech was the revelation of a talent hidden in a napkin, and I set about putting it to usury. I wrote a lecture, Women and Politics, as a reason for my anomalous position and a justification of those men who had endorsed my right to be a political leader and gave sketches of women in sacred and profane history who had been so endorsed by brave and wise men the lecture gave an account of the wrongs heaped upon women by slavery as a reason why women were then called upon for special activity and i never failed to bring down the house by describing the scene in which the tall kentuckian proposed to the tall pennsylvanian that he should horsewhip an old woman one hundred and two times to compel her to earn two hundred dollars with which his mightiness might purchase havana cigars gold chains etc or to elicit signs of shame by relating the fact of the united states government proposing to withdraw diplomatic relations with austria for whipping hungarian women for political offences while women-whipping was the principal industry of our american chivalry i stated that men had sought to divide this world into two fields religion and politics in the first they were content that their mothers and wives should dwell with them but in the second no kid slipper was ever to be set horace mann had warned women to stand back saying politics is a stygian pool i insisted that politics had reached this condition through the permit given to satan to turn all the waste water of his mills into that pool that this grant must be rescinded and the pool drained at all hazards indeed the emergency was such that even women might handle shovels chicago had once been in a swamp but the city fathers had lifted it six feet politicians must raise the grade must lift their politics the height of a man and make them a habitation for men not reptiles at this an audience would burst into uproarious applause as for the grand division no surveyor could find the line for no line was possible between religion and politics the attempt to divide them is an assumption that there is some part of the universe in which the lord is not lawgiver the fathers of the republic had explored and found a country they thought was outside the divine jurisdiction and called it politics because old-world government had bowed to popes and prelates they would ignore deity and say to omnipotence what canute did to the sea thus far shalt thou go but no further and here shall thy proud waves be stayed but god laughed them to scorn and would certainly dash them to pieces the government which they had set up like the golden image of nebuchadnezzar and demanded that all should bow before it this same government was bound to sustain men in scourging women for chastity every man who voted a democratic ticket voted to put down as insurrection any attempt to stand between the cradle and its robber i never spoke of the st cloud trouble there was too much else to talk about I was seldom interrupted by anything but applause, but in Stillwater I was hissed for denouncing Buchanan's administration. I waited a moment, then lowered my voice, and said I had raised a good many goslings, and thought I had left them all in Pennsylvania, but found some had followed me and was sorry to have no corn for them. 
there was no further interruption i was at that time the guest of a son of my pittsburgh friend judge mcmillan who led the singing in our church and with whom i expect to sing st thomas in heaven my host of that evening afterwards became u s senator from minnesota a considerable portion of three winters i travelled in minnesota and lectured one day riding thirty miles in an open cutter when the mercury was frozen and the wind blew almost a gale have crossed houseless prairies between midnight and morning with only a stage driver and i never encountered a neglect or a rudeness but found gentlemen in red flannel shirts and their trousers stuffed into the tops of their boots who had no knowledge of grammar and who would i think have sold their lives dearly in my defence late in sixty or early in sixty one i lectured in manterville and was the guest of mr bancroft editor of the express when he handed me a copy of the new york tribune pointing to an item and turned away it was a four-line announcement that he who had been my husband had obtained a divorce on the ground of desertion i laid down the paper looked at my hands and thought once more you are mine true the proceeds of your twenty years of brick-making are back there in egypt with your lost patrimony but we are over the red sea out in the free desert no pursuit is possible and if bread fails god will send manna while i sat mrs bancroft came to me caressed me and said old things have passed away and all things have become new End of chapter forty six